0: Alright, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, it's time for the podcaster patrons that you support, and hopefully, I I don't support you, I like, uh, you know, get your room to sink in and get comfortable, I don't know, you know, I support healthy sleep and you support me, thanks. Alright, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep, or welcome... This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, We do it with a bedtime story, and all you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. Uh, What I'm going to attempt to to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. So if it's uh, thoughts, you know, things you're thinking about on your mind, past, present, future, today, tomorrow... Those are the number. Those are number one and number two. It's like today, tomorrow for me. Uh, then you know anything general future, the general future. You know anything beyond the next few hours? That's kind of. Uh, I mean, I think you know what I'm saying. If you listen to this podcast, I say, "Oh boy," or the you know one of those brain bots or my nana says, "Just wait." Uh, so then, then, then it's like. Uh, Oh, five years ago, then like, uh, you know, high school. I don't have a lot of, uh, probably those come up though. You know, they bubble up. They say, what decade, what decade should we, uh, which are your greatest hits that aren't hits or great? Should we bubble up for you, scoots? Uh, so if thoughts are keeping you awake, I can relate to that. If feelings, emotions, uh, coming up for you, you know, <laughs> when I have thoughts, then I have feelings, uh, sometimes I have feelings and then thoughts, uh. But other times, I just have those feelings, and I say, well, huh. So feelings, physical sensations, uh, anything going on with your body, uh, or anything else. It might be something external, uh, changes in time, temperature. Got a couple things I was thinking about talking about tonight in the intro. External, uh, I got a lot of wind today, so wind can keep you up, or it could keep your pets up, and then it keeps you up. Uh, wind can also cause thoughts or feelings, you know, totally. So uh, so any of those things keeping you awake, what I'm going to do is I'm going to create a safe place, like I said, where you could set aside those things right at the door. Or as we talk about in a lot of these episodes, you know, we have cubbies, uh, storage areas. We, we just put in lockers because uh, we did some market research on these great safe places. You know, we've made a lot of expansions in the safe place, even though it's portable. And but you can also come to you know you're also welcome to come and, you know, drift your way over here. Yeah, so we did some. We said okay, let's put some lockers in, right? Uh, you know, the, like, and we have lockers that lock and don't lock, and we don't. They don't have those locks like you had. Uh, those are that's one repetitive dream I might have every once in a while. We say okay. What is it? I mean, who invented those locks? I mean, maybe it was just based on the tech at the time. I didn't think I'd be talking about this in the intro and, you know, talk about a gripe. And this is something, has any candidate ever taken this up before? Probably not because of the great uh, lock lobby that we never hear anything about because it's so strong. You know, it's ironclad, like they say in, the you know, their commercials. They don't advertise anymore. Once upon a time, I guess before there was the the great lock conglomerate, which I don't know which, you know, that probably did happen. Like when I was a a kid, lock, the lock business, the padlock business was so competitive. And this might sound ridiculous to some of you. It was so competitive. They had TV commercials for locks. You might think locks, Uh, because right now, If you're in the market for a lock, you might say, okay, well, specifically, what am I locking? You say, okay, a padlock for a locker. That's not annoying. Like those ones, the combination ones. I mean, mostly they've moved away from that, but like, uh, I mean, really, sorry, I was going to talk about the TV commercials because it was like such a big business, I guess. Uh, Everybody was locking stuff up in the 80s uh, or they just need, because now I guess I would say." If I needed a padlock, now where I live, we have a local uh, hardware store, but I also might say, well, is this a 99 cent store lock or a a hardware store lock? I don't think I would buy a padlock online. I don't know why, but I just wouldn't. Not that there's anything wrong with that, you know, padlock.com or whatever the heck, you could still sponsor the podcast uh, if you're going to get back into that business. You know, after I've talked, maybe there's an upstart. They say, oh, boy, I'm surprised I haven't seen that in an online ad because everything else is getting disrupted. And they say, oh, by the way, this is a sleep podcast. which your sleep? I go off topic. Uh, but, uh, let me finish my uh, off topic. I'm sorry if you're new. But uh, this does feel relevant because it's probably taking your mind off of stuff. Uh, so... Like, oh, yeah, if, if you're creating a startup to disrupt the lock business, count me in, you know, because, you know, I'd have to create talking points that are soothing like these. You say, well, aren't those like here's a free business for you. Hey, aren't those locks annoying? Well, our locks, uh, they're not. They actually, uh, I don't know what you would do differently because, you know, they, you could put fuzzy stuff on the outside. I think that's been done before. Do you know I had a job once, uh, wh- like when I was selling fuzzy dice, we also saw, saw, sell, sold, uh, fuzzy things for your wrists, uh, if you know what I'm saying, uh, c- coffee poos, we called them. We didn't call them that, but I, you know, on a sleep podcast, uh, uh, they, he's quick release, of course. So where was I though? Um, Oh well, I was going to say. So once upon a time, there was a big the black business was big, uh, and maybe one day I don't know what you would do differently. That's why I'm not. You know, I'm not a st- startpreneur or thought. What do they call them? Thought, thought, thought walker, leader of thoughts. Uh, that's not my job. But so that's one thing. But then the other thing. Anybody that's gone to high school before, for the most part, realizes. Uh, what the heck was going on with those locks, uh, really? Because you, sometimes you had the padlock, and then sometimes it was the built-in lock for lockers. And, like, why did you have to go left and then right? Like, I could never remember that. I mean, I have dyslexia, so that was another thing. could also never remember my password because it was numbers, and that was one of the things that I was most impacted by. But the other thing was, you say, "Would well, you got to go left three times, then right, then all the way around. I mean, I don't know. That would be a podcast I'd listen to. Maybe that could be an episode of, uh, you know, our friends Lauren and Phoebe over at the, the podcast looking into stuff. Uh, you take this person to task and they say, oh, yeah, that person was a trickster god, actually, a goddess, uh uh, who decided, yeah, I'm going to invent the, you didn't realize that the padlock, the combination lock was invented. Uh, I don't know which trick trickster goddess it was, but, uh, they said, oh boy, is that gonna, how come no one's ever made that connection? That's a hundred percent. I mean, you could take that as a fact. If the person wasn't an actual trickster goddess, uh, they were being influenced by a trickster god or goddess, uh. Probably a splainer, so probably a trickster god that wanted to then explain how to use a lock. Holy moly, I went off topic. Er, you know, I always say that, but that was a pretty, but those are all facts. They could keep, you know, they, oh, they could, <laughs> I don't know how we got onto that, but this stuff that could keep, so I'm going to create a safe place. Oh, but we ha- our locks don't do that here at that safe place I'm creating for you. So that was my point. In case you got any stuff and you say, well, I prefer in a lock to locker, I say, no problem, I got you covered. That's how safe this place is. Also, so safe the locks aren't annoying or, you know, archetypal where you say, well, Scoots, I can't handle any, you know, emotionally, I'm trying to get to sleep here. It can't handle any archetypal combination lock issues because I know I got to deal with that in my dream later. And I say, "Guy, this one, it smiles at you and uh, also doesn't, don't worry about it. We got it covered. Uh, Holy moly can't get into the specifics because i'm still working maybe under the influence of a. i'm sorry i'm under the influence of a trickster goddess i didn't realize that so create a safe place i'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night i'm going to use lulling soothing creaky dulcet tones pointless meanders superfluous tangents uh furry and fuzzy stuff. Also you could set aside whatever on your mind. Now if you're new, this is a little late, I'll be honest. This information I'm glad you're here. And usually I try to do this earlier, but a lot of times, like ninety percent of the time i fr- like I go off topic. Uh but so a few things you might want to need to you might want to know if you're new. Well we got those lockers. So so that's one. Or a cubby you say, well I just got this uh you know, I just got my lunch for later. And I said, wow, you brought your lunch to a safe place. Good thinking. Yeah, we got cubbies for that or a locker. We even have overhead bins. and pl- We have the most overhead bin space of any safe place. Uh, so any of those things you put your stuff in. And, yeah, no upcharge. Of course, of course not. Uh, so, oh, oh, so, okay. So we're to, if you're new, a lot of people who come to the show. And you hear about it, and you say, "What? What is it? What is that?" Uh, and then you start listening, and say, "What is this? Uh, we, are you going to get to the point? Of what are you doing? Are you really going to put me to sleep?" And those are totally normal and natural reactions and questions. Uh, so, give it a few tries, is what uh, millions of people have said. Uh, So give it a few tries, kind of see how it goes, uh, because it doesn't work for everybody. But those people that said it, uh, they said, oh, after two or three tries, I realized uh, I was trying to figure out what was happening at first or pay attention or I was waiting for a scooter to start. And then he started talking about, you know, whatever it was last time, you know, bubble gum or something. You know, this time it was lockers. Then he got mixed up. Then he just went from lockers to two separate tirades about locks. Well, one was actually informative. I had, you know, then I wrote my thesis paper on, uh, you know, the the market marketing of locks, uh, and then I also wrote a book about uh, John Locke, and then also a book uh, about. uh then I wrote, you know, another book about uh, hair, like uh, locks uh, in the marketing business there. And that's how I got into, you know, that's how I got, that's how I found my way. I say, holy cow, could I get like 10% of both of those? So what was my point though? I forget. Oh, so if you're new or skeptical, totally normal. A lot of, most people are when they get to the show. So kind of just, if you can. You don't have to let your guard down or your skepticism down. I'm not asking you for that. Uh, Just kind of like look at the show loosely, like just like you're like, what if you didn't need to open a lock and you're just spinning it like one of those combination things for for comfort or fun? I mean, that would get old fast, but it just a, a quick analogy. So that's one thing to note. The other thing is that this podcast is not really put you to sleep so much as keep you occupied a little bit, barely occupied while you fall asleep. I, I'm here to keep you company. I mean, could you imagine that if you had a friend, you say, you think you could come over and talk about something I haven't ever thought about, but I have thought about in the back of my mind for like 20 minutes, but I'm not going to listen. I'll barely listen. And your friend says, "Can't? Well, I'll be right over." Or we could do it by, you know, what if I just do it by phone? And you say, "Okay, you could talk about anything. Like, do you, do you have the ability to talk about something that's barely relatable?" And it's it's my, that's what the yeah, that's like uh, that's what every review of the podcast says, barely relatable. Yeah, uh, so so that's the truth, I guess. Uh, so. just kind of see how it goes this is so it's a podcast that keep you company take your mind off stuff while you drift off now if you can't sleep or you're having trouble sleeping don't worry i'm here to the very end to keep you company and the reason the shows are an hour is you have plenty of time to drift off or somebody to hear to keep you company if you can't sleep or you wake up and you can't get back to sleep or if you're having a day at work uh or, what if you're a student and you say, "Well, like I had that thing happen with my locker, and everybody was looking? I say, Pop in the old earbuds, and scoots will take you away uh so those are so those are a couple of things structurally now this is really late to tell you this uh but the show here's how the show goes structurally, so moving forward you you know what to expect. One expect me to go off topic, but so the show starts off with business and that's how we keep it free for everybody. That's a little bit faster and, you know, initially disruptive, Uh, but it's a necessity to keep the show available without a paywall. Uh, If you do want to skip that stuff uh, or you listen all night, you might want to think about becoming a patron uh, just because it's more conducive to all night listening. There's not really a way for me to make a free sleep podcast that's good for all night listening. It just doesn't work out. Um, So that's the business. Then there's an intro, which is almost over. The intros are about 12 to 18 minutes long of me explaining the podcast and going off topic about stuff, which you've seen already. And some people will wonder about that. And they say, what's up with that? And they say, well, the whole idea is. Uh, that the intro, the, that me, the whole thing is that I'm here to keep you company and take your mind off of stuff as you drift off. Uh, and the intro gives you a little wind down. So some listeners listen as they're getting ready for bed or as they're just getting in bed and getting comfortable. So that after about 15 or 20 minutes, you're comfortable or you're, then you're, your teeth are brushed, you know, your elbows are bombed. You know, you got everything the way you it, and then you're in bed. Uh, when tonight, so that's the beginning of the show. The intro is a wind down. Like patrons get two to three story only episodes a week. So, or you could skip ahead to about 20 minutes and then just go into the me tonight that we'll be talking about the good place. So there's the intro, then there's business, and then I'll talk about the good place. And then there's thank yous at the end. That's the structure of the show. And I think I covered most of the other stuff. Uh, and again, just kind of see how it goes. I wish this podcast would work for everybody. It just doesn't. You know, my personality clearly is not for everybody. My creaky dulcet tones are not for everybody. That's creaky dulcet, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. But it does grow. I mean, I don't want to, I'm not here to But like, it does grow on people. Or you just become, you say, oh, it's not like, just think about that friend example. If you invited someone over to talk uh, to uh, over in general and they started talking about locks, you might say, huh, Uh I don't know if we'll invite, you know, honey, I don't know if we'll invite them back. They're okay. Uh, but if they came over and then if you invited them over at bedtime, you'd say, well, that's not, com- I'm not comfortable with that. Or I got to go, what if they, you know, leave crumbs? Or what if I get to tell them to, you know, like, what if I fall asleep? Do I know that they're going to shut all the light, you know, shut out the the front hall light, but turn on my night light or whatever? Me, you don't got to worry about that. I'm coming to you. Um, you know, I, I'm riding a wave of ones and zeros right into your uh, ears here. Now, I make the show because I truly believe you deserve a good night's sleep. And I want you to breathe that in. You deserve it. I don't know if I can provide it, but if I can help in any way, it would be my honor. Because I want that for you. I want you to have a, a safe place, a place of solace and respite. So I'm glad you're here. I really appreciate you, whether you're you know, listening for the 400th or 800th time, or it's your first time. I'm glad you're here, and I really hope I can help you fall asleep. I appreciate you coming by. And here's a couple of ways we keep this podcast free for everybody. All right, everybody, Scoots here. We're talking about uh, uh, Season 4, Episode 10, Chapter 10, uh, Chapter something. We'll we'll know the chapter in a few minutes uh, from The Good Place. And it starts out with a dot on the screen. Let me just see. and then the dot, well, there's the, the peeled peacock as I make sure the, uh, then there, oh, it's actually not a dot. It's a, you can see it's two people. It, it does a quick zoom in. It's a judge in the Janet inside a Janet void, which is, I don't know if it's a taupe, uh, uh, like, uh, but it's a coat. It's a, like the color of one of those, ca- ca- uh, like sport coats that people can pull off. I can't pull it off though. Uh they're in a neutral Janet void. Uh the most nothing uh the judge says uh or someone says it. Uh, Janet's saying, Hey don't cancel Earth please judge. Judges just watch Justified Season three you're about to watch it. Uh Janet's gonna kinda, kinda uh talking please don't uh don't give up on uh Shakespeare pyramids Timmy ol Tim Timmy not Timmy elephant uh, Timothy elephant elephant uh, You say elephant I say elephant uh, Same wise Ganges says elephant uh, Or uh, I don't know if it was Pippin Pippin Is that one of the uh, it, I don't know It's been a little while Not to go off on a tangent Usually I don't do this But so I had bought the extended uh, Lord of the Rings, right? I'm Blu-ray. I'm not up to 4K yet. I'm not. I won't be. A, I'll be a 4K in about four years, I think. Yeah, uh, but I am at Blu-ray. I mean, just for just for uh, this, uh, very few things I'd watch on Blu-ray, but this is one of them. And I made it through the fellowship. Now I know this is a good place podcast. I made it through the fellowship. Um, over a few weeks because it was the extended version. And then I went into the two towers and I I, I just, I guess I got busy. It's hard for me to sit on the couch and watch something even over two or three nights. Uh, So it's literally been six months uh, since uh, I'm right at uh, uh, a midway point of the the two two towers, I think. You know, uh, so, you know, something about Rohan, maybe the White Wizard had shown up. Maybe he showed up and left. uh, Maybe he was going to find the Rohans. Uh, That was one of my favorite uh, sitcoms. Only lasted one season, the Rohans. It was a good one. But so back to this uh, 10-gallon hat, 50-gallons man and a 10-gallon hat, the judge says. uh, She also says, I'm the friggin' judge or the freaking judge. Uh, And you know, I love that. Uh, Oh, wait, where's the, uh, you do have to do a little scrolling back here. She goes up to a computer, which looks like, I uh, thought it was like, I guess, you know, it does from the back. It does look like, what I put, a 1086 uh, PC clone? Uh, so, 90s era PC, uh, like IBM clone. Or I ran MS-DOS, uh, or just DOS. Is she a green screen, she types, uh, where's the clicker thing, humanity racer, garage door button open. She searches. It's not there. Uh, end of words. Bye. I don't know what that is. Oh, uh, you know, she says. What? Oh, what, she says uh, Jan, neutral Janet. What? Are the la- any last words? She goes. End of words. Bye. The judge turns out. Judge has some stuff. Uh, other stuff going on. She talks about briefly. Uh, as like uh, she talks to one of the um, sassier Janets. And then she goes into one of the sassier Janets. Uh, Okay, she says. Okay, uh, okay, she doesn't say it like, the, like that character. Like okay, she says something like okay. I don't know. I don't know how to do it. uh You know, I'm no Maya Rudolph uh, for sure. So let's see. Yeah, she says. Oh, Janet says. Then the Soul Squad's there in the lobby, the judges' chamber. You know, whatever the room is. Can't keep a like, keep away. Check it. Eleanor says. She can I check in with you. In us vis a vis, she says. He says, okay. And uh, she says, he says. She goes. Uh, he goes. I love you. Do you love me? She goes. Yeah. Uh, yes, I do. Uh, and he goes. Well, cool. Well, you and I are on our way to Coolsville. And Chidi's shown some confidence, uh, he says, after you deal with a thousand versions of yourself, and multiple timelines, uh, you get a sense of clarity. Michael says, you saw the time knife. Chidi wasn't impressed. So he said it was neat. Uh, then he says, Hey, can one of you, Janice, give me a chalkboard and a copy of Judith Scholar's ordinary vices, uh, and some warm pretzels, uh you know if you're going out uh, warm pretzels will be a good way to do it, yummy, yum, yum, yummy, yummy, yum, yum, yummy, as then the episode opens, it's chapter forty nine and uh then we come cut back, and it's two fifty one on my uh thing, which might be different on yours uh Tahani and Jason are sitting at school desks. I said, "Is this a lobby with elevators?" Um, there's pneumatic tubes. Uh, there's like comedy with Jason having an idea, and uh, the uh, like. Uh, Cause he says, "If it cancel Earth, it would be a bummer." And he says, "You're gonna write that down, Michael." He goes, "Oh yeah, you you just gotta watch it." And they kind of talk about the conundrum they're in. we got to come up with a new afterlife that the good place and the bad place agree on, you know, which seems impossible. Uh, but they say, you, you, Tahani says, compromise is always possible. She tells a story about Bruno Mars, and James, and Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Uh, let's see, there's 251 when they come back. I'm just you're checking this, yeah. It looks like they're taking tests, uh, Tahani and Jason. Again, when I'm recording this, I haven't seen the last uh, two episodes. Uh, again, when I'm recording this, I haven't seen the last two episodes. I'm probably just going to wait and just watch some as after I record. some way behind uh, most people. But, you know, when you're listening, to someone, you know what I'm saying. Uh, scribble, scrabble. Oh, okay, we got to pause it again at 340. Uh, they talk about, she uh, starts talking about uh, Judas Scholar's essay about you know being mean is one of our primary flaws uh i'm gonna pause and it when it's on there also cheaties in roller skates uh he got those from uh, uh disco janet actually michael does write bummer down on one of his legal pads um uh he goes jesus here's the thing if uh you know it's the punishment does not you know doesn't have to be mean uh uh, you know, Michael kind of, or then uh, Jason talks about, yeah, remember the time I took the mobile? That wasn't fair. Let's see. I guess it goes from uh, Montague, Mon, M-O-N-T-A-I-G-N-E, uh, that Montague, Montague, Mont, and then M-O-N-T-E-S-Q-U-I-E-U, then to Skullar. Uh, unified in zeal uh, disfigures human character, you know, being mean, punishing people in a mean way, goes together with high hypocrisy. That's what Chichidi Ch- Ch- Rose Scholar was. We'll talk about it later, but uh, 20, 1928 to 1992. Uh, let's see. Wienermobile. That's the problem with the current system. You know, anything unless you're perfect and you uh, end up in the bad place uh, doesn't match. Uh, Punishment's worse than life. Uh, Chidi does a spin. So we have to come up with a system that's the least amount of cruelty and suffering to those who don't deserve it. A problem of justice. Uh, I believe Eleanor says that, and then Chidi kisses her. And uh, yeah, they kind of hubba-hubba it for a split second, but then they get back into the thing. Uh, and then coming up here in about 40 seconds from me, they'll end up in a bad Janet Void. It looks like uh, Eleanor has on Stan Smith's again. Uh, GD has a sweater vest that's the same color as a neutral Janet Void. He matches a neutral Janet Void, or just a sweater vest, it does. Okay, now we're in the neutral Janet Void. Holy hit I mean, a lot to look at. There's a, you go into a porta potty. There's like a monster truck, uh, tires, like uh, flying stuff, uh, sofas, terrarium, uh, leftover pizza, barrels, uh, shopping carts, uh, uh, dumpsters, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 12. uh, I wonder what the tagline of that one is. Uh, Let's see if we can see it. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean 8, and I don't know, I can't read it. It's something. Jack Sparrow, I guess hey, you're right, Scoots, you really should, uh, this is your job, dig in. I don't know if I can zoom in on the screen, we'll see. Oh, we can, uh, Mike, it's not a, I guess because I'm not a, Mike Muldrow, Mike, oh wait, Jack Sparrow versus Aquaman, that's what it says, I knew, I guess I did figure it out this says some other stuff I can't read for sure uh so Janet and uh the judger and the uh uh Boyd. we also see Chidi's uh, thing uh to, to a couple of kegs a lot of leftovers uh trebuchet then she gets to the computer which has uh, like it looks like it's a windows uh And she has trouble searching, zero, but then she finds out zero results. So she goes back and she says, okay, mom, I see you in the next life. Uh, uh, And then there's some more funny stuff. Uh, And then uh, she says, Disco Janet, you're up. Uh, And she goes, out of sight, man. Uh, Then, let's see. Uh she, Oh, first, does she say, she, the judge says, what are you guys still doing here? Go back to Mindy's, have a lukewarm beer, and wait for me to come get you. And then she says, except for you, cookie puss, it's uh, a cheaty. I'll always make room for you. And then they say, somebody says, wait a second, that's a great idea. Let's go to uh, Mindy's. Uh, Oh, no, Jason says, yeah, no, Chidi should hang out with the judge and get us out of trouble. Jacksonville plea bargain. And they say, no, no, it was Eleanor's idea There'd be a medium place for medium lives. Uh, medium place could be a third option. Like, uh, so, yeah, well, here's an idea. They, they go through, geez, you have, like your own personal Cincinnati uh you know, you go watch that episode. Then they go to the good place. So the good, the good place. People are having uh, yogurt at the yogurt uh, place. Uh, that's funny. And they say, "Hey, you like?" Uh, they're all so super happy, mouthful of compromise. Uh, and uh, they say, "Okay, well, wha- Cheezy's uh, confident now. He says, "Quiet, please. Uh, we're short on time. Uh, we got a new idea." They go count us in. And they go, don't you want to hear? And they go, no. If you, we love it, uh, but you, then they say, well, we got to to, to convince Sean. And uh, Tahani says, I think I could do it. You know, I convinced Ruth and Bruno Mars and everything uh, to agree to stuff, so I think I could pull it off. Uh, then uh, let's see. Oh, then there's the there's a bad break. Then at the office with Sean, Sean Tahani's just uh, Tahani is finishing up her point, point. Uh, and she goes, "Yeah, there you go in the bad place, you know." And that's a compromise, uh, new threshold. Uh, and they says, "Well, I like that your my side stays the same, your side gets worse. What the heck, I'm in." And they go, he, "Everyone's like, really?" And he goes, "He fakes them out." Uh, everyone's kind of mad. He's mad at Michael. He goes, you know, this is a lose-lose situation because the bad place will be empty too. And he goes, but I don't care as long as you lose. Uh, you're the one who had to come up with these new ideas and new ideas are gross. And I sort he of gets the idea because Jason said, or the episode title, because Jason says, Sean, you used to be cool, but you've changed, man. And then Sean goes, I'm going to write a big speech, uh, ring my bell. Where's that, uh, oh, that's, uh, we go to the judges and with Janet and the disco janavoid. they're dancing to ring my bell, uh, infectious disco grooves. Uh, what was I doing here? Oh, I was about to erase the earth, uh. And they see we almost got Sean on board. Uh, maybe we could get an agreement. Uh, maybe you could help judges like, uh, I'm a judge. I'm impartial. And uh, she goes, got to go race here. So, then we see a, a, the search engine in the disco, Janet, this, uh A track uh, says, uh, what you looking for, baby? There's also a hanging plant. Uh, and she goes to marbleize that, Janet. She goes, "Later, later, skater. And, uh, Janet, the disco Janet says, keep on trucking. Yeah. Uh, then they're in the soul squads in the office. They can't believe Sean's not going to do it. Uh, how are they going to get Sean to change his mind? Uh, what does he want? Uh, uh, then we see Sean, he, He's at a cart called, he's out of side of a scheme at a cart called Joni loves tchotchkes. Uh, and he's messing up the chat. uh, uh, we hear about the mod, uh, Tahani's inability to pull off the mod look, that might have been the second time, but they go, we got to give Sean what he wants, uh, being not nice, uh, and they go, listen, we'll go to the not good place, uh, we'll go to the bad place if you let us have a medium place, uh, and uh, they go what and then jason goes to uh, call back to season two which we haven't covered a classic trolley problem one of your boys he, he i won't run. there's a good joke there and then uh, uh, uh chidi kind of puts a nice stopping on it uh oh that's the mod look Tony says i give you a head start i can't pull off the mod look uh uh, and they, uh, Sean says, well, it's a tough call, you know, taking you to a bad place would be great. Uh, but, uh, uh, he goes forget. you know, basically stringing them along. Uh, and then the good place, uh, representatives come and they say, well, okay, Sean, whatever you want, basically. And they're like, what are you just going to keep? They go, we got to keep him happy. And then the, uh, let's lose on our own terms, Soul Squad, Eleanor. Let's come up with even a better idea. Uh, and they say, we only got about 10 minutes. Then Michael makes a speech, uh, everything we've been le- led through, all the lives, ethics training, further corners, uh, uh, the very best versions of ourselves to solve the problem, you know, uh, and then like, nine minutes. And then... Uh, then they go, gee, can you come up with an idea? And then Michael goes, wait a second, I got an idea. Let me go talk to Sean. Uh, or somebody gets an idea. Michael speech. Uh, and they had break. Then they're lobby. Uh, Judge and Janet. Oh, they go into the Janet void. Uh, yeah. Oh, this, so no, this is a different part. Michael doesn't try to solve it here. They go into the Janet void. Uh, uh, to try to come up with another idea. The judge is in the void. Uh, there's a, like a door. It says uh, the humanity clicker thing. He's in here. Uh, let's see. Right now, Michael's making his ni- speech. It goes from 10 to 9 minutes. Uh, he's really like, uh, he's got his hands clasped. He's in front of everything fits. There's a little breeze behind him uh, and on the awnings. Sean's behind him. And he touches cheaty cheaty, can you do this uh this one cheaty says actually, I have an idea. Let's uh, go. So everybody heads off uh that's when the head comes and then there was with the judge judge goes into uh she marbleizes a bad Janet. then they go into a regular Janet or the Janet, our last our Janet actually, so they have to go into our Janet's void. Uh, so now the clock really is ticking, uh, and, uh, oh, cause she, they say, we got an idea, not interested. She goes into Janet, uh, she says, let's go in me. you know, we've all advanced, so it'll be fine. Judge won't listen to us. You know, we got to get her attention. She goes, I have an idea. So they get to the judge to sit down, uh, after the secret meeting place sign and she goes, give me one good reason I should hear you out. They're standing in front of a chalkboard. And then Timothy, they go, here he is, Timmy Ol- Timothy Oliphant. Uh, and it's a real one. And he says, I think you should hear them out, uh, Judge. Uh, she goes, oh, okay. Uh, like, she's a little bit stunned. She's stunned and happy. Really funny stuff, uh, really. Uh, and he's got a cowboy hat on. A time. He's a casual, he's very cash. And then Sean shows up and uh, he talks about puppies. They sit down. There's a sign about the afterlife. Uh, everybody kind of takes turns kind of uh, handing on and off uh, a new vision for humanity, life on Earth and then the new afterlife. Uh, and they kind of explain, she kinda, they take turns kind of ha- explaining the rules. Uh, you know, the, how they got there. You know, we used to be on Earth, you got one shot, most of the time you end up in the bad place. Uh, uh, but we want to give people a chance. Uh, and even Timoth- Timothy k- keeps getting involved. Uh, he walks up to the interesting, why don't you walk us through it? Uh, and uh, they go, your time on Earth isn't pass-fail, but it's a class, and then the test is in the afterlife. Uh, so you kind of keep on learning, uh, and then uh, Jason tries to rest her case early. Uh, they talk about the new point system, how the bad place and the good place will work together uh, to design something to help you confront your moral shortcomings. Uh, Eleanor's selfishness, Jason's impulsivity, Chidi's indecisiveness, uh, and Honey's inability to carry off mod look. You know, tests could be anything. You know, then you keep taking these tests. You keep improving. You get rebooted. And Olafont says, uh, he says, Tim's fine at one point. But he goes, so if you get rebooted, what about your memories? And they go, uh, you start over. And they go, you'll remain, get a vague memory uh and then they say uh you become a better version of yourself uh and eventually you'll you get it to the good place or you won't but at least you have a fair chance uh and then sean says what are my demons doing the whole time Lava you know my lava buddies and uh they go well we're gonna re- have to retrain them uh and even timothy says fair question uh they go, you still have jobs. You're going to help design the tests, uh, role play just like in Michael's neighborhood. They go, remember you had fun doing that, pretending you were the judge. Uh, they're like, do you think this would work? And they said, well, Cheezy had 800 versions of himself. Uh, you know, he's way cooler. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the, even Janice, like I've evolved even, uh, I was able to, you know, hold four humans in my void, conjure Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant uh, I'm a better not a person than I've ever been. Uh, maybe humans should get that opportunity. say, so what do you think? Uh, and then Sean says, pass. Uh, and the judge says, she I thought you had it, but sorry. Uh, uh, and they, they where would Sean go? Uh, and she goes, uh. Janice, like, we got seconds, you know. She goes, It's been a p- pleasure uh, with you, uh, Timothy. And they could, Michael. I think he's toying with us. It might give me hope. Let me go talk to him. Uh, genuine pleasure, sweetie. He's seconds away. So they go to Sean. He's uh, going, uh, um, he's visiting a fountain. Uh, and uh, he's putting pee in the pool. And, uh, he goes, I had to do it one last time before it's all gone. What are you going to offer me now? Michael goes, nothing, man. You beat us. Uh, and Sean goes, oh, too bad. Uh, all, all humans are gone. And Mike goes, yeah, you won. Seen a billion years. Uh, and Sean goes, yeah, well, when it happens again, I'll be right with your competitor. Uh, and Mike goes, yeah, I guess a million years from now, uh, yeah, he goes, You know, you really basted us. Uh, but then Sean's like, We have seen, don't you have like one more plan? And uh, Mike goes, Don't you, didn't this is fun? Like having a, uh, what I called auntie or uh, whatever? Uh, didn't you, you were bored, weren't you? Uh, and he goes, Yeah, I guess so. Uh, goes, Something changed and I was having fun again. I'm not ready for that to end. Uh, Mike goes, I know it's hard when things end, but one way or another it's over. But what's next? Because uh, the system wasn't working. He goes, so don't you want to try a new way? And I mean really, Ted Danson is at its finest. It's like uh it's unbelievable. uh, uh So they go, let's try a new way together. And then the judge is about to eliminate everything. They go, hang on, your honor. She goes, are you kidding me? Can't I just get like uh, this over with? And they go, Sean's in, in principle. It's just some kinks to work in or out. Uh. And then Jason has a moment with the clicker. And they go, okay, well, if we're going to redesign the entire afterlife, what do we do first? Cheedy, what are you going to do? And he goes, don't look at me. I'm just the idea guy and the episode comes to a close, uh, yeah, a pretty good one. And I think we have, uh, three more left, uh, uh, to go. So let's, now let's run through some of the stuff I looked up here. So Timothy Oliphant, uh, to me, he, you know, I, I, I had a couple of questions about it. Uh, uh, American actor, um, off Broadway performance in 1995, really was his first role, uh, uh then he was in david sedaris's santa land diaries 96 uh then he was in go he was in another movie before go but i remember seeing him in go which john august wrote uh and uh, then he was in a famous western show on hbo Seth bullock and he's been in a lot of other movies and then justified uh, from 2010 to 2015. Uh, and of course, a good place. Born in Honolulu, Hawaii, then Modesto, California. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, then, yeah, he, I don't know. I just wanted to check in and plus a link to that Wikipedia article about it. Uh, but then he's a 50 gallon man in a 10 gallon hat. I had to go over to history.com. Uh, to find an article, why do we call it a 10-gallon hat? This is from Evan Andrews, February 26, 2014. And I'll paraphrase and quote from it. Uh, a popular image wouldn't be complete without the 10-gallon hat. Uh, uh, the conventional explanation is it refers to how much liquid could be put in the hat. Uh, even an ad for Stetson almost showed that. Uh, obviously, it's an exaggeration. But it's actually, a uh, 10-gallon hat isn't actually an import from south of the border. Cattle drivers and ranchers in Texas and the southwest uh, often had uh, sported, braided hat bands called gallions, G-L-O-N-S, and uh, their sombreros. A 10-gallion, gallion, I think, uh, sombrero hat was... Uh, large enough for that it could fit 10 hat bands, and that uh, maybe, probably American cowboys, ang- Angl- Angl- you know, d- 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 co-opted that term uh, to their own hats and called them 10-gallon hats. Uh, another theory is uh, the corruption of the Spanish phrase "ton. Gayan G-A-L-A-N, which translated to very gallant, uh, gallant, uh, uh, really handsome. So in that sense, it definitely fits Timothy Oliphant, uh, who was also in another movie this year, really having a hit here. Uh, what about vis-à-vis? I thought that was—it's uh, a French expression. V- that's another one. I don't know if this is an expression. Vis-à-vis. V.I.S. dash or whatever. Anyway, it means face to face, a French expression in English. Also, a Spanish TV series, an episode of Star Trek Voyager, an album, and a type of carriage. Uh, I guess we sit face to face, I would assume, or presume. Then we get into Judith Scholar. Judith, J U D I T H N Scholar, S H K L A R. Uh, originally from latvia uh but obviously had to deal with for, like the w like so uh made it to canada uh studied at mcgill in canada then uh uh, uh then harvard uh, started teaching at harvard in 56 uh Let's see, various academics, her views are centered on two main ideas. So this is from Wikipedia, that uh, uh, me, being cruel uh, is kind of the worst, and uh, the liberalism of fear, in quotes. Uh, we'll, uh, this is she talks about in her essay that Chidi talked about uh, from Ordinary Vices. Her second idea of the liberalism of fear is focused on the idea that governments are prone uh, to uh, push around the inv- inevitable inequities in power that result from political organization she advocated for constitutional democracy which she said was flawed but still the best uh, form of government possible uh, it prevents people from some of the you know power struggles uh, uh, every adult should be able to make as many effective decisions without fear or favor about uh uh many aspects uh rights less and moral liberties um she was deeply interested in injustice and political uh not, things that are good. Uh, philosophy fails to give injustice its due, and most philosophers probably dudes ignored injustice or only talked about justice, likewise ignoring vice and only talking about virtue. And she wrote um, Ordinary Vices, the Faces of Injustice. Oh, it looks like that was another book uh, uh, that I couldn't pronounce. M-O-N-T-E-S-Q-U-I-E-U. Uh, they came out in 1987. Uh, American Citizenship, the Quest for Inclusion, After Utopia. So, yeah, just a little bit. I link to that from Wikipedia. Chidi uh, also said "yum yum yummy," which made me think of two things. and It pops on "yummy," but also made me think of "yum brands" or "yum exclamation point." Formerly, Tricon Global Restaurants, uh, uh, Taco Bell, KFC, Pizza Hut, Wing Street. Uh, what well, used to own Long John Silver's and A and W. I thought it at, uh, I also owned Jollibee. Uh, let's see, Pepsi, PepsiCo's fast food division. And, uh, what else we got? International Focus. I don't know. It just made me think of that, but I, I don't see, uh, a and W. I don't see it on there. Actually, guess I thought they did, but, but anyway, so that's a little bit about Yum, Yum Brands. What about the song, Yummy? It just came out, Right. Uh, when I'm recording this, uh, beginning of 2020, uh, it's, uh, it's going to be on, it's from Biebs, Justin Bieber, solo single, first solo single in three years, uh, I'd waited so long, uh, it's a R&B, straightforward R&B number recording, he's got a signature falsetto in the bridge, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, Biebs said it's about his love life, you know, cause he's so, I don't know if you know, but, uh, so I mean, I know it's a little bit catchy cause it comes up in the car, uh, with my daughter and they say, oh boy, but speaking of young, speaking of tr- transitions, how about the Wienermobile? Uh, uh, Wienermobile is a series of automobiles shaped like hot dogs. I'm sure this has come up on the show before. First one came out in 1936. It turns out Jason took one. I think I knew somebody that worked in one of these, drove across the country. Uh, nowadays, the drivers are known as hot doggers. Uh, and hand out whistles shaped like the Wienermobile, known as wiener, wi- wiener whistles. Uh, it was evolved. Uh, uh, fuel rationing kept the Wienermobile off the road during World War II. Uh, they, in 69, they were built on Chevys. Uh, so just a little bit about it. I went, let's see, they were GM, uh, then a Dodge, uh, then a Jeep, uh, yeah, then they were made of plastic in 1975, all the old plastic era, uh, then a Chevy van with Ford, Thunderbird in the eighties, then a uh, Pontiac, Grand Am, Trans Am, I think they're custom built uh let's see actually here's something weird uh notable incidents on wikipedia it says uh, one of them had a, a license plate that said yummy uh, and it's i not mean, you can't make that up so we better move on after that uh i just wonder what the temperature of lukewarm water was i think something lukewarm came up uh uh, so this is from culinarylore.com, January thirteenth, 2015. Uh, meaning a lukewarm is a very inaccurate instruction. Usually it gets a job done. No agreed upon temperature or even a relative scale. Some say it's body temperature. Others say room temperature. Of course, room temperature can vary from 72 to 74 or more or less. Uh, lukewarm and tepid are still considered to be synonyms. Uh, So, uh, no good definition. Original origin of the term is from the 1300s. uh, uh, Maybe Uh, lukewarm water for yeast. uh, Using tepid or lukewarm water will generally be okay. So, I don't know. So, it's just, uh, I guess we didn't, that was inconclusive. You know, I never miss a chance to talk about Cookie Puss from Carvel Ice Cream or uh, Fudgy the Whale. I did buy, I think I bought a Cookie Puss, uh, or maybe it was a Fudgy the Whale. Every time I go to visit my sister, which is usually once a year, or maybe a little bit. Actually, the last two years I've gone uh, to see her. I I stop at Carvel and I buy ice cream cake, uh, usually Cookie Puss if I can get it. And then I have some some of them right on it. Uh, Carvel ice cream, uh, freshly made exclusive products along with the Hug Me Bear and Fudgy the Whale. It's a cake with a face uh, with cookies for eyes, uh, ice cream cone for the nose. According to Carvel's backstory, Cookie Puss is a space alien who was born on the planet Birthday. His original name was Celestial Person, but the initial CP, people started calling Cookie Puss, Cookie Puss. Uh, in the television commercials, Cookie has the ability to fly, though interplanetary travel needs a spacecraft, obviously. Uh, originally repurposed to serve as a cake for St. Patrick's Day, it was Cookie O'Puss, uh, still sold annually. So that's just a little bit, I mean, who can't can't get enough of Cookie Puss? Cincinnati came up. uh, It's in the state of Ohio, Hamilton County, seated in 1788, uh, northern side of uh, the Licking and Ohio Rivers on the state line with Kentucky. It's a metropolitan area with a population of about 2.19 million uh Ohio's the largest metropolitan area wow in this nation's 28th largest so you, i would have not i would have thought it was the second largest city it's bigger than cleveland i guess uh, the city population is three hundred uh third largest city okay so it's metropolitan areas larger but uh, it's the third largest city in ohio because you know columbus is big and cleveland's big And, of course, Cleveland Rocks. It looks like uh, one of the pictures is of, uh, uh, I don't know what that is. Let's see. Downtown Cincinnati, Union Terminal, over the Rhine something. It looks like the Hall of Justice. Uh, What else do we need to know about Cincinnati here? Incorporated in 1802 as a town. Uh, in January, oh, January 1st, 1802, that's handy. Uh, mayor, council, government, uh, 79.54 square miles in the city. Highest elevations, uh, 482 feet. Uh, oh, no, elevation is highest elevations on Mount Airy. Beautiful Mount Airy Lodge. is not in Cincinnati, though. Uh, so that's a little bit about Cincinnati. And uh, maybe you and me were, I, I forgot that, that, that show, there was a show called, uh, WKRP in Cincinnati, town to town, up and down the dial. Uh, that, like my, my friends played that song. Their band would play it. Uh, I think it was on repeats when I was a kid. Uh, Howard Hassman and other people were on that show that I, I forget, uh, So it's Cincinnati. What about my, because they said my own private Cincinnati reminded me of my own private Idaho, which was a 1991 indie movie by Gus Van Sant, uh, Gus Van Sant, uh, by Gus Van Sant, River Phoenix and Keanu Reeves are in it. uh, And uh, they are, it's a road trip movie uh, to Mike's hometown uh, in Idaho and then to Rome. Uh, it was uh, uh, loosely based on uh, Henry uh, the uh, Fourth, uh, Part One and Part Two, and Henry the Fifth. It premiered at the 48th uh, Annual Venice International Film Festival. I know I've seen it, but not in a long, long, long time. It's considered a landmark, uh, in the new queer cinema movement, 1990s movement. Uh, it's a cult classic. Uh, I mean, I remember seeing it probably in the mid nineties, uh, uh, just like one of those, actually maybe it was even earlier than that. Maybe I saw it when it came out in the movie theater. Uh, but I mean, you can, really can't go wrong. Like, uh, River Phoenix and Keanu Reeves, uh, uh, like, uh, it is uh, based on a, um, a 1963 novel by John Roche maybe a uh, city of nights. Uh, so uh, I mean, I would consider it a, a classic film. Uh, I mean, I, I, I really I, I kind of barely remember it, then I'll have to rewatch soon. Uh, my own private Idaho. Uh, Ring My Bell was a song. I did look up the lyrics. There's not that many lyrics, and, uh, it's a disco song, uh, by Frederick Knight. Uh, it was written for Stacey Ladisaw, uh, boy, about people talking on the phone, but they must have re- rewrote it. Uh, Anita Ward wrote the version that became a hit, and it doesn't seem like it's talking about talking on the phone. Uh, it's a, it's definitely a good disco song. What about? I think we've talked about eight-track tapes on here before. They were before my time. Uh, it, but I guess they're still around in the '80s. I remember one of my cousins had it in this car. It was created by a consortium of uh, in 1964 by Bill Learjet, uh, Ampex, Ford Motor Company, GM, Motorola, RCA. Uh, As a magnetic tape, uh, like uh, similar to the real, real, uh, but it was a lot bigger than uh, cassette tapes. Uh, but the Learjet stereo eight-track uh, cartridge—I mean, because it could have—I uh, don't know if it meant because it had eight tracks on there. Oh yeah, because there could be four-track or eight-track cartridges uh, to listen to something in your car. Uh, yes, there's a lot of, even karaoke machines. That's where you could do quadraphonic mixes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, right? Uh, Milton Bradley had an Omni Entertainment electronic quiz game, uh, similar to Jeopardy or You Don't Know Jack using 8-track tapes, but it, it declined in the 70s with the compact cassette arriving. Uh, and they did diminish just slowly across the globe and phased out of retail by 82. So, interesting part of our history. I just want to link to it. Uh, then there's uh, let's see what time we have. what time we have for? Okay. Keep on Trucking came up. There's a couple of things. There's a TV series uh, that never aired, uh, or I guess it says it aired on ABC. Uh, but it was a Rod Serling series. Uh, so, I don't know. There's only four episodes, and that's all that really is about it in Wikipedia. But that caught my eye, you know, 'cause because that's one of my heroes. Uh, then there was this Comics uh, Robert Crumb's Keep on Truck in, uh, in the late 60s. Uh, and, uh... It did have some, it, like, oh, it was like it became such a thing that the copyright, uh, it was just a one page comic, I guess. Uh, oh, they came out, it was a visual riff on the lyrics of the song Trucking My Blues Away. And, uh, yeah, Chrome was offered $100,000 by Toyota to reproduce the image, but they turned it down. Uh, Krum uses the this is from Wikipedia, uses the example as an example of discomfort for, he felt when he got fame in the 60s saying uh I became acutely self conscious about what I was doing. Was I now a spokesperson for hippies or what? I had no idea how to handle my new position. Take keep on trucking for example. It's a curse of my life. Uh caught on hugely. There was a DJ who would yell it out every 10 minutes, and don't forget to keep on t- trucking. Uh, big feet equals collective optimism. You're walking. So uh, uh, just like a little bit about Crumb, that wasn't easy. Uh, so there's another, and then there's keep on trucking. Uh, the song from Eddie Kendrick uh, was on Motown. Uh, I, I then there's, uh, like, uh, I don't know, there's more than one song, but this one was uh, after Eddie Kendricks uh, left the Temptations. Uh, this song came out in August uh, uh, 1973. Uh, let's see, it was recorded in Motown Studios in LA, and it's a funk song. Um, and yeah, I don't know. They just said, well, there's more than one entry by Cuban truck, and, and then I'll link to the mod thing, but there's way too much mod. We've covered the article before, uh, the kind of mod movement that spread in London in the 50s, which I think is a little bit different than the style, uh, uh that uh, Hani's saying, but maybe not. Uh, but I'll link to that. Uh, and yeah, thanks for listening and good night.